Hey, welcome to the Colorism Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah L. Webb. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is a recorded session of my live Wednesday writing workshop that I stream every week at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Instagram and Facebook. The live experience is unique and interactive, so I'd love for you to join us. For those who can't catch the lives or who want to replay the sessions for review at a later date, you can listen right here to the podcast version or view the video recording on the Colorism Healing Facebook page and YouTube channel. Please like, follow, share, and subscribe to Colorism Healing on all your favorite sites. And if you know someone who could use or appreciate any of my content, please share it with them. Now, let's let you listen. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, welcome to the Wednesday Writing Workshop with Colorism Healing. I am the host, Sarah Webb. Um, This is a weekly series that I started recently where every Wednesday at four o'clock, I go live on Instagram and Facebook at the same time. And I use the avenue of writing in order to address issues around colorism. Right. And so today we're really going to focus more so on the colorism part. In previous weeks, I have done thing, everything from using affirmations to practice writing correct grammatically, grammatically correct sentences and gratitude statements for thinking about semicolons and dashes and punctuation. And then starting in April, since it's National Poetry writing month. We did metaphors. We talked about model poems, looking at Lucille Clifton's What the Mirror Said, and thinking about poetry as a vehicle for healing, right? So there's a variety of activities and conversations and writing prompts and discussions that we've been having from week to week, and I'm really enjoying it all. And this is definitely something that I continue, plan to continue indefinitely into the future. Um, Wednesday's writing workshops. Hey, Sienna, nice to have you. Wednesday writing workshops have been something that I've been doing since I started teaching high school. I like the alliteration of the three W's. Um, and so today we are going to think about the idea of revision and what that means, right? So I'm kind of using it as a metaphor, not just how to revise writing, but also how to see differently, how to see ourselves differently, how to see our world differently. Um, go ahead and take a moment to introduce yourselves, say hello, let me know where you're tuning in from. Hey, Sienna, it's always good to see you. It's always good to see regulars, returning viewers <laughs> who are excellent participants and have contributed a lot to the discussions. Um, I need to put my phone on silent. All right. I don't know if that messed up my broadcast on Instagram when I switched over. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, so a couple of announcements as I give people a chance to join if they plan to. Um, The Colorism Healing Writing writing Contest has reached a milestone, so we will be announcing results in the near future for anyone who participated. Hey, Brenda from San Francisco, California. Excellent. I went to um, CCA, California College of the Arts. and I graduated from there in 2010, and I really miss it. I also have a lot of family in the Bay Area and like the Pinole um, area, so nor- north of Oakland. 
So it's good to see you. Um, the Kaleidoscope workbook, which I put on sale for free for $0. Hey, how are you? I'm waving at all my folks on Instagram as well. Um, that sale will end this Saturday. Hey, Chris, just a quick pop in between clients from Dallas, Texas. Well, excellent. Thank you. Um, I have family, immediate family in the, in the Dallas area. So shout out to y'all as well. And thanks for stopping by between clients. Um, that Kaleidoscope workbook includes everything from affirmations, the affirmation exercise that we did the first week, where you're also learning how to write grammatically correct sentences in addition to coming up with affirming statements for yourself. That includes poetry prompts. It includes um, journal prompts, short story prompts. There's a vocabulary bank, right? So it's geared towards younger students, elementary age students. But I found that a lot of adults enjoy going through some of the activities with young people. Um, and then the fourth, yeah, so I think I already said that this happens every Wednesday at four o'clock. And the themes vary from week to week. Um, I'm glad to have some new people on this week, y'all. Um, I hope you like what you experience in the short time that you're here. Um, and we're going to get started. So as I said, I'm Sarah Webb. I founded Colorism Healing way back in 2013. And I came at colorism as a writer, right? And so that was my talent, my interest, my passion. So I wanted to use that as a way to address the issue of colorism. And I encourage people, um, whatever their wheelhouse is, to use that as a platform to have discussions about issues they find really important. So some people might be photography or painting or teaching education and that sort of thing. And so I was thinking about various kinds of writing workshops I can do. And the idea of revision um, came to mind. And I've taught a workshop on revision in high schools, community colleges, and things like that. So this is sort of a um, revised version of the revision workshop. Um, and so I, I see it as a metaphor, right? Taking this idea of revising and writing as a metaphor for a way to address issues of colorism personally and collectively as a community. So revision means seeing a second time, taking a second look at something, right? Um, and it also means having a new vision, right? So sometimes the old vision does not work anymore. It's not as appropriate, right? Or we learn something or we change as people and therefore our vision for our lives or for our world, for our communities also has to evolve and change along with that. Um, and then when, you, when we're writing, the revision process is also not just about what we see. It's also, hey, Jindal, I've got a couple of DFW folks in the house. <laughs> um, it's not just about what we see, but re revision in terms of writing also takes effort, right? We have to actually go back and look and analyze the older piece of writing or the original piece of writing and see, kind of probe what needs to change, probe what has to um, maybe it could be cut, or maybe we need to add more to something, or maybe we need to reorganize or restructure or put one paragraph in front of the other, right? So revision in terms of writing, as well as in terms of social issues like colorism, requires both what we see seeing differently, but also the effort that it takes to restructure and reorganize our thoughts, our attitudes, our feelings, our behaviors, right? Um, and so this revision, revised revision workshop is gonna involve three Ps, three Ps, right? Um, the first P is to probe, 
right? And thinking about probing as in digging, investigating, right? Scratching our heads and saying, hmm, what exactly do I have here? What exactly am I looking at, right? And the second P is to pivot, right? I'm gonna get more into what pivot means, but pivot basically means turning away from or turning toward. And the third P is to proceed, right? So that's where we go forward um, once we've done the revising, right? How do we proceed from there, okay? So if you're still with me, give me a thumbs up. Make sure if you're just joining, you say hello. Hello to all the folks on Facebook from SF and DFW. Hello to some of my regulars on Instagram, Sienna, um, Black Queer, Black Quisera. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. I see you all the time on Instagram, but I've never actually tried to say your username out loud. Um, Najma Love, welcome Najma Love. Uh, yay. <laughs> Um, so let's start with the idea of probing, right? And for those of you who are new, if this is your first time, these are definitely interactive live sessions. So I don't just lecture for 30 minutes or 45 minutes on these live sessions. I definitely encourage you to either write in a notebook or to write, hey, all oh, the kids are watching. <laughs> I love kids of all ages. I was just talking about the Kaleidoscope workbook, which was designed for young kids. Um, it's currently on sale for $0 due to the social quarantining and social distancing, but that sale ends on Saturday. So make sure you download the free PDF copy. Um, so with the idea of probing, again, you can write your responses and your thoughts and your questions directly into the chat. I love to see how people are thinking about these things, responding to these things. But also I encourage you to have a journal out with you when you're doing these live workshops with me. And the videos are always available on social media after they're done. So if you um, want to take more time to go more slowly through the prompts and um, do it in a more private setting, maybe, then you can always replay them and follow the actual writing exercises at that time. So with the idea of probing again, we're going to do some investigating, okay? And so this could take courage, um, requires a lot of self-awareness. But I want you to think about the questions how have you perceived yourself in the past, particularly um, your physical appearance? So that could be your hair, your complexion, your facial features, right? So we're thinking, we're looking at that sort of first draft, that original content about our self-perceptions. How have you perceived yourself in the past? And then to probe even deeper, I want you to ask, where did that come from? Where did those ideas about who you are come from? How did you come to perceive your skin tone as beautiful or not beautiful, right? How did you come to have the attitude about your hair that it needs to be changed, right? Or that it's perfect the way it is, right? So whatever your attitude was, it doesn't matter if you consider it negative or positive, we're merely asking questions. So we're remaining open. Um, not passing judgment on what's currently there, just merely asking questions to see what is actually there. So what were your attitudes? What have they been about who you are, how you look, your hair and your complexion, right? Um, and then a follow-up to that is not only self-perception, but your perception of others, right? How have you perceived other people's skin tones, other people's appearances um, in the past or currently? And then why do you think you developed those attitudes to begin with? Does that make sense? Hello, Emmy, Mindy. Um, 
for me, I know I've had a lot of cognitive dissonance in terms of how I perceive myself in the past. Cognitive dissonance meaning I have these two conflicting ideas in my head at the same time. So I never really considered myself to be ugly. Like I didn't think I was ugly necessarily, but I also had a simultaneous experience of believing and feeling like the world or other people saw me as ugly. <laughs> um, and so I, that was a lot of like internal conflict growing up, right? It's, and it's hard sometimes to talk about the double consciousness and things like that. It's hard to resist um, giving in to those external perceptions of who we are, right? It's hard to resist sometimes when even if we don't innately dislike our appearance or dislike who we are, if we constantly are bombarded by other people's negativity, it can be easy, especially at younger ages or less mature stages of life, to sort of fall into what the external feedback is, right? Um, Jendel on Facebook says, in the past, perceived myself as pretty, but plain Jane. Perceived hair, beauty as straight hair. Yes, absolutely. So I think Jendel is kind of reiterating some of what I was saying too about seeing herself as pretty, but plain Jane, right? So saying, oh, I like the way I look but I'm not the kind of girl that people would um, consider the most popular girl, right? Or that all the guys would fall over or that people would scout for modeling, right? And then also perceiving straight hair beauty as straight hair, no hair beauty as straight hair. I definitely thought not just straight, but long, right? I thought it had to be straight and long. <laughs> and on a Zoom call with Nah, I'm just pretty early this week, I talked about how I once actually prayed um, really, really hard for long, straight hair, right? Um, Sienna on Instagram says, I am working on self-confidence now. I'm only 21 years old, but I am still recovering from the effects of bullying during grade school. Absolutely, um, Sienna. So again, not just knowing that we struggle with self-confidence, but being able to understand some of the sources of it. I think that's great that you're able to reflect and say, um, I had lack of self-confidence, but here are some of the influences and factors that contributed to that. And I think bullying um, is what I personally relate to and a lot of people that I talk to about colorism and just self-esteem for various reasons. Um, can point to bullying either. And bullying isn't just like schoolyard bullying, like bullying can happen within families, right? Bullying can happen at the workplace, at work. It could happen um, on sports teams or organization teams. It could happen in churches even and religious organizations, right? Um, and it can happen at all ages, right? But it seems to be um, really prevalent um, amongst children or really obvious, right, amongst youth. Um, Jindel says, socialization from TV and cartoons. Absolutely. I was explaining to someone um, how difficult it is to watch TV sometimes as a Black woman and how difficult it is to watch TV as a dark-skinned Black woman, right? And never feeling represented. Or when you see someone who looks like you, they often feel like a misrepresentation. They often feel like a negative stereotype, right? And sort of the, the privilege that other women have is that they can turn on the TV any time of day, any day of the week, 
and see a myriad of representations of themselves. I mean, when I say women, I mean white women in particular, right? Let's not mince words here. <laughs> but for black women, especially dark-skinned black women, and even other women of color, um, it's rare that we can find satisfying representation of ourselves on, a, on any given day. It really is a struggle to search for movies and films. Hello, let's talk colorism. Um, so also when I say people's names out loud, I encourage you to follow all these people. If you are interested in talking more about colorism, Let's Talk Colorism is a great account to follow as well. Jindel adds that family compliments are disses about beauty. Um, I love that one as a concept. Um, so again, we're probing what our attitudes are about appearance, especially color and hair and features. Um, and, and trying to think about why we have the attitudes that we do trying to figure out where our perceptions come from. And so Jindel on Facebook says, family compliments are disses about beauty. And it doesn't have to be directed towards you, right? So a lot of times people would not be speaking about me, Sarah, the individual, but they would be commenting about someone with my hair texture, right? So they'll make a blanket statement about dark skinned girls, right? So a lot of times the bullying or like the negative talk doesn't even have to be directed at you to have a negative impact on your perceptions about skin color and hair texture, right? Um, so yes, thank you for those excellent examples of how um, music and music videos, Let's Talk Colorism on Instagram says music and music videos, absolutely. Um, the lyrics and music, as well as the visuals that accompany the music, right? Jindel says, right, absolutely. Um, and people oftentimes in music videos says, well, they're not talking about me, so I can listen to the disses and stuff like that. Um, I never felt that way. Well, for one, I feel like if you're dissing one of my sisters, you're dissing me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I am my sister. I am my brother. Um, a diss to another Black woman, it feels like a diss to me. You know what I mean? Um, but it's sad to me also that the music you're talking about um, or the TV shows you're talking about, a lot of times it's Black music. Am I right? <laughs> yes. So we talk about colorism, not just being an external force, right, from mainstream society or from white society, um, but a lot of times it is black music, right? One form of entertainment we should be able to turn to. We should be able to turn on BET and listen to black artists and have some affirmations around our beauty, but that's one of the worst places sometimes to go and get feedback, right? Let's talk colorism says, right, multiple T's. Um, and then I know a lot of times the focus on colorism is about like the healing and the self, right? But I think, um, as Jindel is pointing out, um, family compliments. So even light-skinned African-Americans, right, when they're constantly complimented for their beauty and saying, oh, you're so pretty, you have such pretty skin and you have such nice hair, right? I think that creates a warped perception of skin tone as well. Even though the feedback is positive, it still places too much value on a superficial thing like skin color. It still places too much value on something as um, superficial as hair, right? So even like for light-skinned people, and that's why when I asked the probing question, it's not just how 
your attitude is about yourself, but also your attitude is about other people, right? So you might have a lot of light-skinned people, like my students, who would say, well, I, I'm less proud of myself because I got darker over the summer, right? Um, Let's Talk Colorism says, honestly, rap and rap videos, if I'm gonna tell it, then I gotta tell it all. Usher voice. <laughs> if I'm gonna tell it, then I gotta tell it all. <laughs> I can't sing, <laughs> um, but I do know the song you're alluding to. Um, hey, now nah, I'm just pretty, LaVonda White. <laughs> um, but yeah, rap and rap videos in particular um, are super explicit, right? And they aren't just explicit in their songs, like they've done like interviews and commentary where they've also been very explicit. Um, so for the sake of time, I'm gonna move us past the probing phase. Thank you all for probing with me and willing to dig deep, to analyze, to investigate, you know, where we are, where we've been, you know what I mean? And what kind of brought us to those points. And we're gonna look at the pivot, right? So we're on our second P. For those of you who are tuning, just tuning in, we have three Ps for this revision workshop, which is to probe, P-R-O-B-E. And now we're gonna look at pivoting, right? So we can look at where we've been and we can choose to pivot. Now, one important thing to remember about pivoting is that it doesn't have to be a 180 degree pivot in the opposite direction. You can think of it as a compass, right? So you can pivot many 360 degrees, right? And so I, I like that analogy of pivoting instead of just turning in the opposite direction and only having one other option because it helps us to realize that there are many ways to perceive ourselves. There are many possible perspectives on skin tone to have. And I think in exploring the range of perceptions, the range of ideas is actually the healthier stance, right? So instead of just having the knee-jerk reaction and saying, well, I'm, I'm just going to turn into the opposite direction and go in the other opposite direction, um, taking time to explore like what actually feels right for us, what actually fits our needs, our individual needs. Um, and then thinking about the pivot, not just away from something else, right? So when we think about the binary, um, I'm just going to do the opposite of everything else that was done to me in the past, then we lock ourselves into a binary. Um, and so I think thinking about the compass where we can pivot a, and to th th a whole 360, right? And reconsider who we are. Look at ourselves multidimensionally, right? Not just two-dimensionally, not just left or right, right? But we can start to think of ourselves, conceive of ourselves and other people in a multi-dimensional way, right? And so pivoting, taking a 360 view of who we really are, not just what people told us, not just what's represented in the media um, or the what the bully said during high school, right? And so with the pivot, and again, you can be writing now as we talk, or you can rewatch this later and do the actual writing um, on your own time. But the questions you would consider in the pivot phase is when was the first, when was a time? So it doesn't have to be the first time because we don't always remember the first time, but when was a time in your life when you had to reconsider your attitude about skin color? Or when was a time in your life when your perception of beauty was challenged? The first time you said, huh, maybe I don't have to look like those girls on the Disney Channel. <laughs> or, huh, maybe I can wear my hair natural and still get a job, right? So 
think about when for you did you first challenge the messages from rap music and rap videos or the family compliments to the light-skinned cousins, right? When did you first realize that that didn't feel quite right, right? And then the follow-up to that is that if you could respond to those messaging, to that messaging now, what are some things you would say, right? So to that younger self that was bullied, to that younger self that was watching rap videos or the Disney Channel. In my generation, I watched a lot of Disney Channel, a lot of Nickelodeon, and there just were not many black people. And there certainly were not many dark-skinned black girls, right? And so a lot of times I would just like not watch TV because it was too bothersome, <laughs> too triggering. Um, and so for the pivot, um, for me at that time, the pivot was to stop watching TV, right? So I felt that tension you know, I felt that anger, I felt triggered watching TV. And so my pivot was to stop watching it, right? Um, now that we have Hulu and Netflix and YouTube series and on-demand series and creators like Issa Rae and Ava DuVernay and um, Shonda Rhimes, right? Maybe the pivot is not to stop watching TV, but maybe the, your pivot is to be more selective about what you watch, right? Or to only seek out, um, certain representations of dark-skinned women, right? And so the pivot can mean different things at different times. So that's why I think we don't always have to think about the pivot as turning in the complete opposite direction. Um, so if you wanna share for yourself a moment, a pivotal moment, oh, <laughs> just a pivotal moment for yourself <laughs> where you pivoted or you chose to make a choice um, to turn away from the old ways of doing things, turn away from the status quo and sort of create your own lane, right? Whether it's 45 degrees off from where you were or 180 degrees off from where you were or 90 degrees off from where you were. Um, is there a time that you can remember turning away from the negative negativity, turning away from the negative perceptions towards something that was more empowering for you? Jindel said, pivot, Dominique Dawes, Brandy, seeing them helped with hair beauty perceptions. Absolutely. Um, so Jendel on Facebook is naming um, role models, basically celeb black female celebrities that she saw growing up who helped her to pivot away from the negative perceptions about hair. And so for her, they were Dominique Dawes. I love Dominique Dawes and Brandy, right? And seeing them helped with hair perception in particular. Um, Sienna on Instagram says, when I got into poetry in 11th grade, I found that I had a voice that is bigger than what anyone else had to say about me. That is, that's poetry right there, what you just wrote. <laughs> um, I love that. So again, Sienna on Instagram says, when I got into poetry in 11th grade, I found that I had a voice that was bigger than what anyone else had to say about me, right? So that was definitely a pivotal moment right, where you can turn away from the negativity and find your own lane of truth, right? Janelle on Facebook came back and said, pivot to natural hair is going to college and starting fresh to embrace my own beauty standard. Started a trend at my college too, right? Um, I, I like that example in particular because it shows that sometimes a change of scenery can help with the pivot. Sometimes a pivot um, coincides with um, a change of the context, right, or moving physically moving, right? And being surrounded by different kinds of energy, being in a new space or a different space. Um, and then starting a trend. So one of the things I love about um, doing your own healing work 
and standing in your own true authentic authenticity is that it inspires other people, right? Sometimes just them seeing you be you gives them that extra boost of courage for them to be themselves, definitely. Um, the last P of the three Ps, so we started with probing, which means asking questions, digging deep, practicing self-awareness, understanding where we've come from, and then pivoting, right? So choosing a new direction forward. And then proceed is just what it sounds like. So once we set our sights on a new path, we have to take the courage to go down that path, right? It's unknown, it's new. Um, and a fourth P, if we wanna tack that on to proceed is to persevere. So even when we choose a new path, the colorism doesn't stop, right? The racism doesn't stop, the sexism doesn't stop, the homophobia doesn't stop, right? So even when we choose a new path, we have to continue to persevere um, despite the societal um, forms of oppression, the societal um, negativity. Um, so the question there in the proceeding phase of our journey of colorism healing, the question I want you to consider is what's one thing you can do to persevere now um, when these issues come up for you again, right? Another thing you might consider is what's one thing you can do um, to take the first step, right? What's a good first step on this new path that you found for yourself? Now, I know a lot of people who are watching are, are beyond their first step already. <laughs> Kudos to you, right? Some A lot of us have been on a new path for a while. Um, so think about what would be a great next step for you. And this is your personal milestone, right? It's not a textbook. Um, equation or formula, right? So think about your own journey, whether or not you're just discovering this new path and what's the first step, or you've been on this path for a while and you're needing to persevere, you're needing to rejuvenate, to practice some self-care so that you have the stamina to proceed, um, or whether you're at a crossroads on your new path, right? And you're finding that you're gonna have to diverge and pivot once again, right? So what's a great next step for you, right? So those are, three sort of phases of like a journaling prompt. You can turn it into a poetry prompt or just an essay prompt or just leave it as personal reflection. It's totally up to you. Um, I think for me, um, at this point, at this conjuncture in my life, right? A next step is on my journey is to write my story in a more complete form. So I have pieces of my story on the blog. I have pieces of it online via video. Um, but I really want to take that probing and that pivoting that I've been doing and really um, lay out the narrative for myself. Um, and so my next step is, of course, not surprisingly, a writing project, a writing project. And so for you, maybe the next step is, you know, talking to your children. Um, and as I say that, I'm looking at Jen Dell's comment on Facebook, and she says, to persevere, making natural skin and hair beauty uplifted within my home and within my children. So absolutely, right? So her next step on her path is to share some of her own insight and her own love for natural skin and natural hair with her children and sort of instill that in her children, right? Um, so let me know what you see as a next step for you.
Um, and as we near the end, I'm always surprised when I, you know, wrap up right around 4.30 because I don't time myself ahead of time. I make outlines and I just go with it and I never know exactly how long they're gonna take. <laughs> um, hello, X Ambrosia, good to see you back um, on Instagram. Um, but the proceeding part is your homework for this week. So each week, for those of you who, if this is your first time, each week I do leave a homework assignment. So your homework assignment is that once you've considered your next step, um, to actually proceed with that, right? To figure out your next step and then to take that next step. Um, you don't have to have it done by next week, right? So this is like a long-term project for all the, you know, students who want to get A's in class. <laughs> this homework assignment is not due next week, but it's an ongoing assignment to not only determine your next steps, but also to actually take those actions. Sienna says, note to younger self about appearance. You've always had a weird relationship with words. While you're in pursuit of loving words again, find the words that truly describe who you are. Thank you, Sienna. I always love your comments. <laughs> I'm so happy that you are um, participating in these from week to week. Um, so I'll read that again for anyone who's not um, on who's not on Instagram and can't see the quote that Sienna wrote. She says, note to younger self. And I love encouraging people to write letters to their younger selves. She says, you've always had a weird relationship with words. While you're in pursuit of loving words again, find the words that truly describe who you are. And I champion that. I think the words we use to talk about ourselves and to talk about our lives and our and talk about each other make um, a huge difference in the perception and the reality that we create for ourselves. Um, Jindel says, LOL, the good teacher is just in you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I guess, you know, once you get used to like that 30 minute time frame, then it does come sort of naturally. Um, a couple of quick reminders before I leave you with your affirmation for the week. Um, the Colorism Healing Writing Contest closed back in March and we are wrapping up the judging process now. So I will be doing a big announcement about the winners and the editor's picks. And um, we have a fabulous artist who's doing the cover. So I'm excited about that. Stay tuned for that. And then the Kaleidoscope workbook will be on sale through the end of Saturday. So it's currently on sale for free. And again, that includes all sorts of writing activities and writing prompts from everything from grammatically correct sentences like we did in week one to um, family portraits and aff affirming vocabulary words. I call it the self-love vocabulary bank. Um, so that sale will end on Saturday. So your affirmation, your closing affirmation is one that I used in my live Zoom with Nah, I'm just pretty earlier this week. And that relates to revision, the idea of revising. And that's that you have the power to create your reality, right? And I think Sienna's comment here at the end about choosing words that describe who you really are. I think words and language, the language we use about ourselves and to ourselves definitely helps to shape our reality. And so realize that you have that power you have the power of perception. You have the power of language, the power of probing. 
and the power of pivoting, pivoting, <laughs> choosing a new path for yourself, whether it's a new perceptional path, a new behavioral path, a new attitudinal path, you have the power to choose that and to create the reality that you want. Um, thank you all for tuning in this evening. I have not decided what I'm going to do next week, but I'm excited about whatever that's going to be. Mostly I'm excited about engaging with all of you again and seeing your comments and just feeling your energy through the various screens that I have here. Um, please DM me, leave a comment, ask questions, call or text if you have ideas for something you'd like to see in a Wednesday writing workshop or to ask questions and fill me in. If you go back and do the writing, do the journaling, let me know how that goes. Um, love you all and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Mwah. Hey again, before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with someone you know. I hope you can tune in for the next one. And until then, I'm wishing you lots of love.